ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. We're going to be taking your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Of course, we got a lot to get into today. Yesterday was the culmination of months and months of college football, the national championship game, LSU winning the prize. And guess what? As a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I was the biggest LSU fan in the country. Okay, maybe not, but Joe Burrow, what an outstanding season he has had. I mean, just period. What an outstanding season that LSU had. Are they the best college best? Are they the best college football team in the country ever? I mean, they're the best college football team now, but are they the best college football team of all time? Well, not too many teams, and I'm talking Division One here, so herd fans don't get me. Don't don't jump on me. I'm talking Division One, not one A, not FCS. I'm talking the Division One major college football history era. That's what the statistics are here. LSU just became the fourth team in major college football history to finish a season 15 or 0. And we're talking Yale. 1894, they went 16-0. and 1897, we're talking Penn at 15-0. 2018, we're talking Clemson at 15-0. and And we're talking LSU, 15-0 and here in 2019 with, of course, the championship game being played in 2020. So why was this team so remarkable? Well, they're the first team in the AP poll history. And this is since 1936. To beat each of the preseason AP top four teams in a single season. Three of the wins came in their final three games of the season. So they beat the best teams. For one, they won seven games versus AP top ten opponents, most in a season in the AP poll era. They won four games versus AP top five opponents, tied with USC That was back in 1967 in Notre Dame, back all the way in 1943 for most in the AP poll era. They have scored, get this, 726 points, the most in a season in the AP poll era. You go on, and I will. 40-plus points in 12 games, tied for the most in a season in the AP poll era. Five of these games came against AP top 10 teams, most in a season in the AP poll era. What else do they do? They won the following awards this season. Heisman Trophy goes to Burrow. The Maxwell goes to Burrow. The Walter Camp, Burrow. Davey O'Brien, Burrow. Bolitnikoff, the Jim Thorpe, Coach of the Year, of course, Ed Ordron. And they also won the Frank Broyles Award. And Burrow winning most of these awards. Only trailed by double digits once in the entire season. And that was against Clemson. 
LSU outscored Clemson 38-5 after trailing 17-7 in the second quarter. And for a while, I was sitting there going, oh, okay, this is going to be a really good game. It's going to be close. It's going to be tight. We're going to see what LSU can do now that they've got a little adversity. Eh, they shrugged that off. I mean, seriously, they shrugged that off. It got to the point where you weren't watching because it was a good game. You just wanted to see what LSU did. You just wanted to see what Burrow could do. You wanted to see that if you were still watching. And I don't know how many people tuned out after a while when it's starting and it's getting out of hand because I know some of you are, are masochists. You, you like 60, 70-point blowouts. You love that. You like the game being stretched four, five, six hours. You're just you're, You like the punishment of the constant delay and timeout and all of that. You like that. So I'm sure a lot of you did stay up late for this. For some others, I'm sure they tuned out and checked out. Like, okay, they basically, it's almost like a Marshall football game. If Marshall's got the game at half, let's check out. We're done. We've seen what we need to see. That's sort of what television audience might have been like last night after watching this thing after a certain point. Just, yeah, okay, we've, we've seen enough. We're done. We've checked out. Also, by the way, this is the only team in FBS history to have a 5,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and two 1,500-yard receivers in the same season. In the same season. Are they the best college football team of all time? I'm not talking dynasties. I'm not talking eras. I'm not talking four- or five-year spans. I'm talking this team right now. Your all-time dream team matchups. You could put the 2019 LSU squad up against anybody in college football history, and you probably come out on top most of the time, right? Fair to say? Seems like it. They look like just a well-oiled machine after they just kind of figured it out. I mean, let's be honest. That's a big win. They beat Clemson, and we're talking – Clemson, the defending reigning national champions. Nobody gave them any respect. I mean, that was the narrative. Nobody's respecting us. Nobody thinks we have a chance in this thing. And this was a team that had yet to see a loss. They were That's why they were there, reigning defending. And so LSU gets the win. Joe Burrow, for the most part, now – can prepare for the NFL, get ready to be a Cincinnati Bengal. Unless the Bengals completely botch it. Possibility here. If Joe Burrow gets smart and says, Look, wait a minute. I don't want to go to Cincinnati. I mean, think about. It. Here's the best quarterback in the draft. Here's the overall number one pick. You know he's going to be the overall number one pick. And what if he just thinks to himself, I know I'm bursting your bubble here today, Bengals fans. I'm with you. I've got this apprehension as well. That maybe, just maybe, he pulls a stunt. It's been done before. Look, I'm not coming. You guys can draft me all you want. I'm not coming. You're going to have to trade me. And dictate the situation. You ever thought about that? Because if I'm a quarterback, do I want to go to Cincinnati? I mean, this is my team. And I want Joe Burrow to be the quarterback of my team, my favorite professional football team. And what if he just pulls that, no, I'm not coming. I'm going to sit out, trade me. I'm just not, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. 
I'm not going where quarterbacks go to die. Carson Palmer had a pretty decent career afterwards, but we haven't seen really anything from Andy Dalton. I mean, he's he's a workmanlike quarterback. He's efficient. He probably gets a bad rap. And boy, when he was not in the lineup, you're sitting there thinking, man, can we get Andy Dalton back? Can we get Andy Dalton back? And and so you've got Andy Dalton there, who is not Heisman level, but highly touted quarterback coming in. And all of a sudden, you go to Cincinnati and you just die. Your career dies when you go to Cincinnati. Now, if A.J. Green is back, you've got some weapons there. you got some work to do. But if I'm Joe Burrow, you've got a decision. Do I stay or do I force a trade? What do you do? More likely, I don't see that happening. Maybe this is going to be the start of a new day. Maybe the dawn of a new era of Cincinnati Bengals football will be upon us. The sun's going to come out. Fans are going to return. We're going to all be excited, yelling who day, cheering on the Cincinnati Bengals and their new era of excellence. And it all begins in 2020. The era begins. They'll be in the playoffs. They're going to win playoffs. Maybe they'll contend for a Super Bowl. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is um, here are the single-season ranks for Joe Burrow this season. Passing touchdowns, 60. That's number one in FBS, single season. Touchdown receptions. Or touchdowns responsible for. I'm sorry, touchdown responsible for. 65. That's first. Completion percentage, second. 76.3%. Passing yards, tied for third. 5,671. Also, the ninth quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy and National Championship in the same season. And the first since Jameis Winston did it in 2013. Also, 27 passing touchdowns against AP Top 10 teams this season. Entering this season, the LSU single-season passing touchdown record against all teams was 28. Finished the season with a 94.8 total QBR, second best in the season since the metric began in 2004. Kyler Murray had a 95-4 total QBR in 2018. Okay, pretty good there. Good, right? I mean, we could go on. We we could go on. And then you got Ed Orgeron, who was in his final season at Ole Miss when LSU won the national title in 2007. Rebels went 3-9. and nine, Didn't win a conference game. And... Here we are in 2020. Orgeron became the fourth oldest coach at the time of his first national championship and oldest since Bobby Balb in 1993. Yeah, love that guy, right? And, of course, look at Clemson. I mean, what, what do you take away from this? Clemson coming into this, again, king of the mountain until thus dethroned. They, they saw their 29-game winning streak snap. That, that's, that's huge right there. 29 games in college football in a row. It's hard to do. And that was tied with Florida State from 2012 to 2014 for the longest in ACC history. Trevor Lawrence saw his 25-game winning streak come to an end. That was the second longest to begin a career by an FBS starting quarterback over the last 40 seasons. Jameis Winston won 26 consecutive games to start his career. 
And you look at Lawrence, and a lot of people thought, well, don't sleep on him. I mean, he's undefeated. He's undefeated for a reason. He's coming back for his junior season, but he had 13 overthrown passes. That's more than twice as many as his previous career high and tied for the most by any FBS quarterback in a game this season. 38.1 QBR versus LSU, second worst in a game in his career. He had a 21-8 versus Syracuse last season. He did leave the Syracuse game injured in the second quarter. Second time in his career failed to throw a touchdown pass, and he did have a streak break. He had thrown a pass in touchdown in 24 straight games. That snapped the longest active streak in the FBS. But he's coming back, right? He's coming back. He's going to return for his junior season. And uh, Caesars Sportsbook has already declared Clemson has a 2-1 odd to win the 2020 National Championship. Best of any team. And they've got the best recruiting class in the country, according to ESPN. Guess what? They'll be back. Will LSU be back? I don't know. Will Alabama bounce back? I don't know. All I know is uh, entertaining game. And I'm watching that, and I'm trying to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I'm watching that. I'm, I'm multitasking yesterday because I'm trying to watch that. And let me tell you, the digital platforms of ESPN and ESPN period, they covered this game all over the place. It was a madhouse of how many options you had. You want to listen to the LSU radio broadcast? Hey, we've got that for our screen. We, you want to hear the coaches? Uh, okay, maybe I wasn't a big fan of that one. But they take over an event, don't they? You remember when that was such a novelty? They, they did that for a Duke-North Carolina game once. I think when they originally were doing that, they had multiple feeds and, and all the super crazy camera angles. I mean, they threw everything into them. Well, this is... This is the ESPN version of the Super Bowl. You've got the Super Bowl, which is on network television, and you've got the college championship, which is on ESPN, and ESPN threw everything they possibly could at this thing. I mean, I'm sitting back in all of it. Just the the sheer magnitude, not of what they were able to do and what they were able to accomplish. No, not, not that kind of all. Just the fact that they have thrown everything they possibly can at this. They have thrown everything, including the kitchen sink, and then they went and got somebody else's kitchen sink and threw that in as well just to be safe. I mean, that was the magnitude of this game last night. So, big game, college football coming to an end. Now we can watch the NFL playoffs. We've got championship games coming up this Sunday. You can listen to those right here if you can't watch them on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And then, of course, the Super Bowl coming up here in a few weeks, February 2nd. So, the good news is hopefully – You've got some spare money from your income tax. You can get that brand new TV. Hey, is this the year you get a 4K TV? The possibility. And I only say that because uh, I'm telling you right now, Black Friday and Super Bowl, these are the prime times to get that television. And I'm hoping maybe, just maybe, um, maybe the company will get me a nice nice TV so I can watch the game. That would be nice. We're going to come back and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on for the rest of the day and We'll try to get your phone calls in as well, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. To be a part of the Miller Lite phone lines, we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
couple of days ago on the show, we talked about the Mountain West Conference and their television deal, and it's a lot better than what it was, and it's pretty significant if you are in what they consider group of five, whatever that means these days. Pretty good deal. And a lot of it's centering on Boise, of course, because Boise is going to be the straw that stirs the drink. And I, I didn't realize that I might have set it off a little bit of hurt fans, just a little bit, just pondering the fact that maybe Conference USA needs to step up its game as far as its television package is concerned. And part of that, to be fair, is on Conference USA. And part of that, to be fair, is on the membership. What I mean by that is membership's not in any conversation right now. When we talk about teams are going to get New Year's Six Bowls, are we talking about Conference USA teams? No, we're not. Not in the conversation. Where's the national draw? You go up and down the list, Conference USA teams. And if you say Marshall, yeah, you might have had a conversation with me about 10, 15 years ago. Marshall, not necessarily the national draw. Now, there's a heritage And that can be revitalized. And if you've got a situation where Marshall's contending for Conference USA championships, and I'm seriously meaning contending, winning, and they're beating top programs and they're knocking off schools. And this year they got Boise coming in. And if they knock off Boise, they start the season 4 0. And they go through Conference USA and start winning games and do that consistently and getting some signature wins, get beat pit. If you see that happen, and then maybe down the road, we're talking about, once again, Marshall being in the conversation because that's what you want. You want Marshall in the conversation every year to be one of those teams that is considered contender for New Year's Six Bowl. That's what you want. At this point, that's what you're hoping for. That's the lot you have, and you're just trying to play for the, the best position you possibly can get in, and New Year's Six Bowl is the goal right now if you're Marshall. I think that's fair. But – Outside of that, if you look at the Conference USA brand, I mean, there are some good schools here, not terribly attractive schools by certain metrics. And so it's upon the membership to build the brand. I mean, that's that's a simple one. That's an easy one, right? Maybe it's an easy one. But Marshall's got to win consistently, and I'm talking about getting signature wins outside of conference, winning the Conference USA Championship on a frequent basis or contending for it. You know, try to be that signature program. And, of course, it's going to behoove other schools in Conference USA to try to do that as well, increase the quality, increase the value of the membership. And you start doing that, maybe you start building the brand more. Because when I think Mountain West, I think Boise State, that's fair. They're getting a pretty sweet deal. Now, I've got some responses on social media. At Paul Swan, my Twitter handle, and you can respond as well. I've got some responses, and I do I do pay attention to them. You guys throw out suggestions now and then, and I do look at them, and I listen to you, and, you know, see what you got to say. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's some interesting thoughts being thrown around, not just on Twitter. I've seen social media in conversations about this. So I've heard, hey, let's get Conference USA on NBC Sports Network. You know what? If ESPN's not going to play ball, get some get some money out of NBC Sports Network. Talk to them. See, because they don't have the college portfolio that the other conferences do with the big major networks like ESPN, Fox Sports. They don't, they don't have that portfolio. Okay, you know, 
That's an option. I think that's actually a good suggestion. Hey, why don't you talk to NBC Sports Network? Because you look at their college portfolio. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, when I want to go find something else completely different, I'm going to NBC Sports. You know why? Because I can find it there. And I know this because I'm on that network as a consumer. I'm watching hockey. So I know what they don't have. And they got Notre Dame. You know they got Notre Dame. That, that's And they do the Olympic stuff. Because NBC is the network of Olympic sports since I can remember. And I know ABC used to be. And I know it hasn't always been NBC. But, boy, they own that. That's their brand. They, they own that and then some. But. Is the mere fact that it's there on NBC Sports Network, is that going to be enough or is that going to be a start? I think it's fair to say that's going to be a start. Hey, it's better than Facebook, right? And I think as a Herd fan, you're probably tired of that argument. Hey, this is the future. And, and I've seen that comment too. So I, I share that with you. And I, I recognize that. Some people are afraid of the future, and other people don't think the future is looking very bright, and other people just don't get it. And I completely understand that totally. Me, on the other hand, I'm a consumer of some of these digital properties. We've talked about how much I like ESPN Plus. $4.99 a month here. I'm on a tight budget. $4.99, no problem. I'm not having lunch one day. That's it. I'm not, I'm not, doing it. I'm not eating out one day. Here you go. Here's my $4.99. And I get a lot of different product here. But NBC Sports Networks also get a pretty solid, I mean, they get a pretty solid digital offering. If you go on their app, it's it's solid. And so it wouldn't be a loss or anything if you were there. And they've got some regional networks as well. And that's the thing. They've got some regional networks and regional sports channels. So it's not as if NBC Sports is this up-and-comer-like stadium and this yeah, has been in sports broadcasting, no, it would be pretty solid here. Okay, that's, that's, that's not a bad opportunity there. That's, that's not. That's not bad. So you give NBC an opportunity to be your network if you're Conference USA, and I've seen that, and that's cool. And, and of course, I got people jumping in. They're talking about local games. Hey, why can't we see some of these games broadcast locally? And I don't know if I have the answer for you on that one. Just to be fair, sports take up a lot of inventory, depending on the rights holder, depending on what you have, when compared to your network programming. Because it's not like the good old days when you have four or five channels, and we didn't have this world of cable, now of on-demand programming and streaming. And I'm telling you, I feel where you're coming from on this. I don't know if that's going to be a true reality because people get mad when their favorite program is taken off the air. Their regularly scheduled program is taken off the air. They get mad. End of story. And does Marshall does Marshall have enough value to one of the over-the-air networks or over-the-air channels Let's, let's dial it back here. Does Marshall have that value to make somebody want to knock off their regularly scheduled programming to carry this? And I'm going to tell you right now, 
it's not just a martial world out there when it comes to what people are watching on TV. This isn't like we're dealing with the University of Kentucky. You're you're in Lexington, and everything that people are talking about are the cats. It's not that way with Marshall. You've got a passionate fan base, and I completely understand that, but I don't know if trying to get your games on the over-the-air option in addition is a viable outlet. Now, if somebody wants to partner up with Marshall and do that, that's fine. But, hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if you preempt, I don't know, what do they have on the CWD day? You know, what, uh, Riverdale, they got that show. That's, that's one of those young adult shows. I don't know. You preempt that. Is that going to make people mad? What, what else do they got on the CW here? I haven't watched CW in a while. What do they have there? Nancy Drew. Yeah, they got Nancy Drew. I knew that. And, of course, all the superhero shows. They got those. And that was the network that had Supernatural. Yep. And let me tell you, just as a side note, I have not watched a single broadcast minute of Supernatural. And I know that's going to shock some people, including Woody Woodrum. Don't tell him I said that. I have not watched a single minute of that show ever. And that's his favorite TV show. So, okay. Here we go. How do you make the TV package better? Well, I think you got something there with the talk of, okay, work some of the different networks here. Or talk to Fox and look and say, look, you got that FS2 thing here. You need programming. Why don't you put some Conference USA action on here? Conference USA, here it is, be on FS2. It's still Fox, and you get to promote it as part of your college landscape here, and a lot of people have FS2. It would drive traffic, or at least additional traffic, to FS2. Because I don't go to FS2. I don't know what's on FS2, to be honest with you. I know more of what's on NBC Sports Network than I know what's on FS2 because I watch NBC Sports Network more. I watch NBC Sports Network probably more than I watch CBS Sports Network. If Marshall's on, I'll watch that there. But that was a pretty interesting suggestion I've gotten here from a few people. The fact that, hey, there's some open spots here. Why isn't the conference going doing something that sort of is a pretty good original idea, like Conference USA games on NFL Network. It's a great idea, and I'm glad they did that. I hope they continue to do that because that's a visible network. So how do you make Marshall and Conference USA's television package better? Well, I don't think the digital part's ever going away. It's going to be high volume of what your television package is going to look like, but if you're partnering up with NBC Sports Network, for example, and let me be quite honest with you. If NBC Sports Network is your primary, I would still keep ESPN in the mix because the digital is just better there, I would think. Or you've got some sort of mix here. But NBC Sports Network's an option for you. I mean, Fox Sports 2 is an option for you. And someone else threw this out there at me. Take advantage of of your geography a little bit. Guess what? What makes the Mountain West attractive to some networks? Here's the thing. Mountain West games are late. 
you need to fill some inventory up. And I've seen that around too. So this isn't just my own original ideas. If you've had that thought, guess what? I'll share it with you. You know, I get it completely. Boise's on at a different time. They're not on at noon. They're not playing a noon game, not East Coast time. No way. So what makes them attractive? Of course, they're playing at a different time than everybody else. Guess what? You look at part of Conference USA, they're playing at a different time than everybody else. I would definitely, I'd push the West Coast games maybe on one platform. Seriously. I'd push them a little bit more. Hey, look. What do you got going on at, uh, at 7, 8, 9, 10 p.m. when these games are going on? What do you got? Oh, you got that car show? The 50th rerun of the car auction show on NBA? No, carry this. Interesting stuff, to say the least. But I just want to acknowledge the fact that, I, yeah, I've been, been following this as well, seeing what you guys have had to say about it. And let me tell you, I share some of your ideas. I think you're on to something here. You've got to, though, improve the product. It comes down to that. You've got to improve the product. It's got to be worth something. And right now, Conference USA is down in football. Basketball is a different story altogether. But these packages, the backbone of these packages are football. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. That's right, Miller Lite, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host for this Tuesday edition of the show. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday, we got Marshall Basketball, Thundering Herd in action. We go on the air at 5.30. We'll do that on Thursday, and we invite you to join us right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hey, uh, some news coming out of Marshall Women's Volleyball Ari Agnes is, I'm going to tell you right now, I think she's going to do for Marshall Volleyball what Chris Grassi has done for Marshall Soccer. I really believe that. And no pressure, no pressure on coach, but I like where they are going with that. And let me tell you right now, they're already back at it, getting ready for the upcoming season. So... I like where they're going with that, but today the reason why we're talking to her is she's added some more to her staff. So, first of all, she's got a new assistant coach, Tyler Canellis. He's uh, going to be on the staff as an assistant. Also, uh, they have added junior Macy McElhaney from WVU, so she is now on as well a part of the program. And so... You got really a program, I think, that could possibly be one of the signature Olympic sports at Marshall University. Just just to be fair for what she's been able to do. So we're going to talk to her tomorrow. So I don't want to go into too much about that. I want to save some for Coach, but we got the word that she can be on the program tomorrow. So we're going to talk to her, and she'll be coming up tomorrow. I think about 530 is when we got her scheduled. Just found that out here just a couple of minutes ago. So we'll get her on the program tomorrow. I'm excited to talk to her. But I really think that 
volleyball could be that. You know, it's it's tough to pick. Soccer definitely has got the facility. It's got the coach. And I think women's soccer will also make that leap. I really believe. I mean, you've got some of the best facilities in the country, and now you've kind of shown that, hey, soccer's a big deal at Marshall. I mean, seriously, you, you've seen how it's taken off. There's a big fan base for it, and I don't think that's unprecedented because I think this has been a growth sport for the region for years, and the state as well, and youth, and now it's just starting to catch up. Now, are we going to see a stadium of 30,000, 40,000 fans coming to see a soccer match at Marshall? Well, I, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to ever be the case. But I could be wrong, but I don't think that's going to be the case. But still, you get a good-sized crowd showing up, I mean, you get like 5,000 for basketball, and if you start getting 2,000 for soccer, you expand that stadium a little bit if you can and put some more seating out there and and really expand the capacity for the crowd, and and they keep coming. I mean, this could be a solid sport for you here. I'm not going to say it's going to bring in the basketball money, but charge a couple of bucks a ticket for that, that'll pay for itself, and then some. You definitely got some potential there. And softball, you know, and – Softball's been the little engine that could for years. So now you're starting to see, I think, some of the payoff here. You're starting to see soccer become more prominent. You're starting to see softball more consistent, and it has been already. And you think Shauna Stanton for her years of building that program and just now the carryover with Megan Smith, and I'm not forgetting her. I think this could be really a solid program as well. But I think volleyball definitely – has a coach that can ignite that spark. She seems like she's just a go-getter. Just energy, I'm going to go out, I'm just going to do it. And, of course, she's got that personality. And they've got that personality, that endearing quality about them. Everybody I talk to, you know, the first thing that comes out of their mouth, I love Ari. I mean, that's the that's the impact she's had already. You talk to Talk to people about coaches at Marshall. You mentioned Ari. Oh, I love her. She comes on the program tomorrow. Ratings boost for sure. All right, we're going to take our final break. Come back, wrap it up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up tomorrow, Ari Agnes will be our guest, and you never know who else will pull out of our hat. It's coming up on the Wednesday edition of the show, and don't forget if you've missed any part of today's show or you'd just like to go back and catch past episodes, all you have to do is find us wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast is where you can find The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, and, of course, also on 93.7 The Dog. Now, you know by now that the Houston Astros being punished by Major League Baseball for using technology to steal signs, and they get hit with a $5 million fine, and they have four draft picks stripped away from them, and, of course, personnel had to go. Jeff Lundhau. A.J. Hinch suspended for the 2020 season, and then the Astros said, nope, uh, they can be suspended all you want. Uh, They're no longer on the team. 
course, they get hit for their failures to stop the cheating. Guess what? Everyone's now looking at this and thinking, this is not harsh enough for the Astros because, after all, you've got Pete Rose, who got suspended forever for betting on baseball. And guess what? Pete Rose, speaking. You know it had to happen. Anytime something like this comes down, hey, let's go talk to Pete Rose. Here, Here's what Pete had to say. And this is uh, according to a story out of uh, NJ.com. Here's what he said, and we'll keep it quick. I bet on my own team to win, Rose said. That's what I did in a nutshell. I was wrong, but I didn't taint the game. I didn't try to steal any games. I never voted against my team. I bet on my team every night because that's the confidence that I had in my players, and I was wrong. But this, talking about the Astros situation, is a little different. It's a lot different, actually, and I think that's why the commissioner came down so hard. Hard? I think harder could have been something you could have come down on these guys. I really think they got off late, to be quite honest. But that's another show for another day. We're going to be back at it tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Don't forget, podcast available everywhere where you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.